and thank you for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, Season 2, Episode 7. Hi. Can you believe we're already halfway done with this season? I can't either. Time is flying right on by. I don't know what the weather is like out there, but where I'm at, it's starting to chill. The AC doesn't have to be used all the time, although it still gets rather hot some days. But the chill in the air is here. And it's nice, I have to say. Changing of the seasons and everything else. The only thing I don't like about it is being cold outside. But I think that's a small trade-off for being hot inside. Don't you think? And speaking about being hot inside, see, I'm trying to be a bit more segue here. We have a wonderful story by Pandora Sparks today. It's Rannigan's Redemption, and the excerpt will make it clear this is a story about a playboy who needs to grow up, and the young woman, well, the young attorney, who's going to set him straight. I'm sure there's going to be trials involved in both senses of the word. Once again, this is Rannigan's Redemption, and thank you to Pandora's Box for letting us listen and for me to read it. Here we go, and I hope you enjoy. Fucking her had been inevitable, he reasoned. After all, Maggie was not unattractive with her thick red hair, bright green eye shaded by long red lashes. She darkened with mascara the smattering of freckles across her nose. Beneath those inexpensive business suits she favored, her body wasn't bad. Don't think he hadn't noticed. It was an odd line of thought for a man on vacation. He stretched his legs out on the chaise and gazed past his tanned bare feet to the turquoise water of the Indian Ocean. His travel agent had assured him that he'd love the Maldives, he raised his glass of bourbon in a toast to Nancy at East Coast Travel, but his thoughts returned to Maggie. He'd actually been surprised at the firm, full, round tits he'd unearthed beneath that conservative gray blouse. They were much larger than he realized in a natural, homegrown sort of way. Obviously, she wasn't his usual taste. He preferred bottled blondes with tiny waists and store-bought tits. The bigger, the better. In fact, if a woman resembled Barbie, it was a plus. Not that he'd turned down a hot brunette, either. He gravitated towards socialites, models, or occasionally actresses. The more successful, the better. Less successful women tended to be needy, emotionally speaking. Flight attendants were among his favorite. They could never stay. He glanced to his right at Vivian, the chosen one accompanying him on his trip. She wore only the tiniest black bikini bottoms, having removed the top to avoid tan lines. Her white blonde hair was swept up in a knot on the top of her head. Expensive designer sunglasses shaded eyes he knew were violet, albeit artificially so, thanks to purple contacts. Plumped, pouting lips were precisely situated beneath her perfect designer nose. Had she told him that she'd had her lips done again just before they left New York? He couldn't seem to remember. His gaze fell to her enormous tits. They really were her best quality, he thought. Later, he'd fuck those tits. She could always shower before dinner. 
She noticed that he was looking her way. Hey, baby. She simpered, fingering her left nipple provocatively. He winked at her and then looked away without answering. As a fellow attorney, Maggie was far too bright for his liking as well. He wasn't in it for the conversation, after all. He was never interested in what they had to say. And boning a colleague was usually a bad idea. But she'd liked him. She always had, since she was first hired at Murphy, Rannigan, and Metheny. There were those who called Michael Rannigan shallow. He shook his head. Fuck them, and the horse they rode in on, he thought. Five years earlier. Maggie Flynn checked her image in the mirror. Her thick red hair was styled in what she hoped projected professional. Her charcoal gray suit was paired with a deep green silk blouse she'd borrowed from her best friend Casey, and it accentuated her green eyes, which sparkled with excitement. She wore basic black mid-heeled pumps, slightly elevating her five-foot-five stature. It would have to do... And she didn't think it was too bad, either. This was her opportunity, what her years in undergrad and law school had all led up to. Law firms from around the country had sent representatives to interview newly minted lawyers at the annual job fair. Unlike some, Maggie wasn't worried about landing a position. She had a stellar GPA and glowing recommendations from her law professors and from the internships she'd done. She had all but firm offers from the New York City District Attorney's Office, her most recent internship. There would be formalities of an interview, but Rance Stockwell, her immediate supervisor during her time there, assured her that if she wanted to work here on his team, she could. Truthfully, she liked the idea of working for the good guys. She wasn't at all sure that being a defense attorney was her cup of tea— she was just idealistic enough to find distasteful the idea of helping possibly guilty clients avoid accountability. She knew Casey thought she was crazy. You'll never get rich working for the DA's office, she cautioned Maggie, which was ironic, really, coming from Casey. She herself planned to take her law degree back home to Rhode Island and slide right into place in her father's law firm. She'd never have to worry about money because her father had paid for all her schooling. Maggie, however, had serious student loans that would come calling just as soon as she graduated. She checked her reflection once more before gathering up her faux leather clipboard folio containing copies of her resume and left the ladies' room to join the others in the banquet hall of the law school's main building, Vanderbilt Hall. She was surprised to see Casey standing with Ben Kaufman, a friend of theirs who would also be graduating next week, new law degree in hand. "'What are you doing here?' she asked Casey. "'You already have a job.' "'I know. I'm just checking out the action,' Casey replied. "'I don't know what you're doing here. You could just call Rance and tell him that you accept.' Maggie rolled her eyes. "'It doesn't work like that. I have to interview along with everyone else.' "'You could change your mind, you know,' Ben added. Nothing says you can't look around and find something you'd rather do than work for the prosecutor's office. Have you seen all the firms that showed up? Maggie glanced around the room. The perimeter of the large banquet hall was lined with white linen-covered tables. Occupying each table were teams of three or four interviewers seated behind banners, identifying their firm. The guests were themselves scanning the room, laptops and spreadsheets open before them, searching for the newest additions to their respective teams. 
only the best and brightest candidates would do. Some of the firms were familiar to her. Many were not. She saw the table for the New York County District Office. She didn't recognize the woman and two men seated there, but Rance had said he wouldn't be attending the interviews. The team would have his recommendation. She merely needed to mention her internship there. Maggie didn't feel in a hurry. Still pursuing the field, her eyes widened when she saw a name she recognized. Murphy, Rannigan, and Metheny, attorneys at law. Maggie smiled to herself. This was a firm with which she was very familiar. One of the more prestigious in all of Manhattan, the firm had an incredibly high success rate with high-profile defense cases. Casey saw them at the same time she did. Holy shit, look who's here, she exclaimed. Murphy, Rannigan. I should interview with them. You have a job, Maggie reminded her. Don't look now, Ben said. Michael Rannigan himself is here. Flynn, didn't you do one of his cases for Siegler's class? Maggie smiled. I, I did. She followed Ben's gaze and saw him. He was tall, like she remembered. His expensively tousled salt-and-pepper waves framed his handsomely tanned face, perfectly complementing his soulful brown eyes and seemingly permanent five-clock shadow. Michael Rannigan. He was the public face of the firm, young, good-looking, a hotshot who never misses his soundbite on the evening news. He occasionally showed up in gossip items in the newspaper for hosting charity events or escorting society beauties to red carpet affairs. But he dazzled juries with his legal expertise and handsome smile, and he won acquittals for the firm's very rich, very grateful clients. Maggie had once heard him speak in a charity event. His obvious physical appeal had not been lost on her, but she'd been impressed by his intelligence, by his earnest words about the importance of providing clients with the best representation possible. She'd studied the firm in depth and had even chosen a case tried by Rannigan to use for a project she'd done the previous year. An idea began to form in her mind. I could simply go over and give them the resume, talk to them for a moment. No reason I couldn't test the waters a bit, she thought. Interviewing with Murphy Rannigan would be more competitive than with other firms, to be sure, for several reasons. A job there would pay significantly more than the DA's office. Oh, those loans, she thought. And he was there. I'm going to talk to them. Maggie said decisively, startling Casey and Ben. And wasn't that just enticing? Don't you want to know what happens when the two of them meet up, especially since they've had a crush on each other for so long and have been denying it? Once again, that is Rannigan's Redemption by Pandora's Box. It's available on Kindle and iBooks. You can find out more from her on her Twitter. That's Pandora Spox WP. Pandora S-P-O-C-K-S-W-P, as in writing prompt. And, well, we're not done yet, are we? No, that was a lovely, lovely setup, but we need to find out some more going from a relationship that's just beginning to one that's well-established, a daddy-dom-little-girl relationship. Well, before we get into that, 
I just want to say a quick thank you. Daddy's Girl has been my best-selling book so far in its first week. It's really wonderful to see. Uh, I appreciate everybody who took the time to buy it, everybody who turned in a credit, and everybody who reviewed it. If you are a fan of The Grey Knight and you did want this book and can't afford it, please let me know in a DM that you'd like a review copy and be happy to set you up. Again, I just can't thank you guys enough for it. I'm blown away. I'm so glad that you guys enjoyed it. There's going to be a lot more projects like that coming forward as we roll things out. It's very exciting to have that level of energy. It's very exciting to have you guys as fans. It's just very exciting, and hopefully you can hear it in my voice, even if it's a little subdued. It's been a long week. It's been a long month. And sometimes when Daddy gets into things, well, he needs to relieve his stress. And what better way to do that? What better way to get stress relief than use his little girl? Up next, a piece in which you just can't seem to do anything right. It goes by the name, Daddy is so stern. Little girl, what is this? Huh? Huh? Oh, are you going to play that game? Are you going to play the game where you repeat what I say to buy precious seconds? No, Daddy? No? That's right. Now, what's this? Hmm? What is this? I asked you a question, little girl. What is this right here on your panties? Right here on the front of them, what is happening here? Tell me. Tell me. Oh, see, you do not want to lie. Uh-uh. I said, uh-uh. You don't want to lie to me, little girl. You don't want to lie to Daddy. You want to tell him the truth. All of it. What? Is this little bit of moisture, this little bit of stain on the front of your panties? That was your last chance. You are not going to get off easy now. Doesn't matter how cute you are. Doesn't matter how much you beg. You are going to get punished. Yes, you are. Say you understand. Say that you get that we're only deciding how badly you're going to be punished and exactly what for. What is this? I said, what is this? Huh? That's right. I know exactly what this is. You know how? Because I smelled it. I brought it right up to my nose and... <sighs> and I know what your pussy smells like. What your cum smells like. Don't I? Don't I, little girl?
Don't I? Don't irritate me. Don't do it. That pussy? Hey, that pussy is mine. Everything that goes in and everything that comes out is mine. You understand? Do you understand? Say yes, Daddy. Where is my nodding? Say yes, Daddy. Oh, see? You love to be told what to do, don't you? You love to be told what to do, don't you? Put in your place by your Daddy. And that's exactly what you're going to get. Because this, this cannot stand. I didn't tell you that you could come, did I? Did I? No. No, I did not. So, you, you are going to do what I say, little girl. And you're going to do it right. You understand me? You're going to do it right. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Spread your legs. Spread your legs. Let me see them. You don't like it when I talk to you in this voice? It makes you feel afraid? It makes you feel nervous? I don't give a shit. Spread your fucking legs, little girl. Open them right on up. Show me. Show me that pussy isn't discolored. Show me that you haven't been playing with it, making the blood flow towards it, that you didn't come before your shower. Show me. Show me. Show me. Come on. You want me to open them up? Oh, don't you dare. You made me stick my fingers between your thighs. You made me open them up. Don't. You try and stop me now. Do you hear how feral I'm getting? Do you hear it? I know you do. I know that slut cunt of yours does. Mm. You love to be put in your place by daddy. Now, let's see that pussy. Hmm. How can something so sweet be attached to a little girl that's so, so rotten? Uh-huh. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are a dirty, dirty, dirty little girl, aren't you? Aren't you? Mm -hmm. I love the way this pussy smells. I love the way the cum comes out of it, the way it drips when I'm talking to you, the way it pours when I'm playing with you. Don't turn away now. I can tell you're all hot inside. I can. I can. I can tell you're all hot inside. And you need more. And you need more, don't you? Don't you? It's okay, look at me. Little girl, look at me, look at me. It's okay. 
It's okay. Aha, uh aha, -huh. uh -huh. you need more? Mm-hmm, it hurts, doesn't it? It aches, doesn't it? You promise to keep your hands by your side? Huh? You do? You promise? You promise to keep your hands by your side? We can alleviate that ache, even if you are a dirty, dirty girl. Do you promise? Do you promise not to do any other touching? Nothing besides what I described to you? Well, we can make it ache a little bit less than I guess. Mm-hmm. We could move my big, strong daddy hands all the way up from just under your knees to right beneath your pussy lips. Mm-hmm. Thumbs sliding across the crease and underside of your ass. Index fingers poking against your pelvis. And slowly moving them in, in, in to touch your pussy lips. And slightly rise them up, lower them down. Shake, 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 and vibrate. Just touching the outside of your pussy lips. They're so tender. They're getting so swollen. Maybe you haven't been playing with yourself too much. Not too much, right? Not too much. You can handle a little bit more. You can handle a little bit more, right? You can, can't you? Just a little bit vibration up and down. Oh, a little bit, a little bit. Up and down the outside of those pussy lips. Just to the crest, but not inside. Uh-uh. No, we're trying to massage that ache away. No. Mm-mm. You said you'd do what your daddy wanted. You said you'd obey him, didn't you? Didn't you? Didn't you? Didn't you? Say yes, Daddy. Say yes, Daddy, as I rub those pussy lips. Say yes, Daddy. Oh, fuck. This is not gonna go well for you. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. I want everything. I want a confession. I know you just played with that fucking pussy. I know you did. Listen, I understand. Daddy's been so busy lately, and he's been kind of cranky, and you just needed to play, right? You just needed to play with yourself, right? It's okay. It's okay. Tell me. And instead of just rubbing so slightly, just taking my thumbs around in little, little circles, instead, I'll let you come. Mm-hmm. Daddy promises if you confess, stern as he is, he'll let you come. What do you say? What do you say? Little girl, maybe girl, don't you?
don't you? Mm. Mm. What was that? Come on, tell me. Tell Daddy. Uh-huh. And the water felt so good? Mm-hmm. Mm, you know if that's true, baby girl. Ah, shh. Shh. You know if that's true, baby girl, I wouldn't have been able to smell the cum on those fucking panties. Because it would have washed away in the shower. No, baby girl. I don't think it's so strong it dripped from your freshly clean pussy onto your panties as you were toweling dry. Because I've licked your pussy in the shower. And it's very tasty. But not as much as outside. Mm-hmm. The water... Rinses away certain scents, but not all of them. So you're just a little fucking liar, aren't you? Aren't you? Yes, you fucking are. Yes, you fucking are. The way that I move my hands up and down. You better not fucking come. You better not fucking come. Do you hear me? I said you could come if you confessed. You didn't. Tell the whole truth. Oh, I have no doubt that you came in the shower where I couldn't hear you, where you could fuck yourself away, and you thought Daddy wouldn't notice? Oh, I have no doubt. But that's obviously not it, is it? I said you had to confess. Confess means everything. This is my thumb over your clit, rubbing it so slow, 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 slow. And easy. There. There. You see how much that hurts? Mm-hmm. You see how a soft touch hurts? Mm-hmm. And it aches. And aches. And aches. Oh, yes, it does. Oh. <laughs> oh, little girl, I used to think you were my reward. I used to think that you were my reward for all the difficulty this daddy endured, all before he ever met his precious little angel. But now, now daddy has a different opinion. Uh-huh. He does. Now Daddy thinks you're his punishment. Well, why else did Daddy get such a dirty, dirty girl? One who won't stop touching herself. One who doesn't even offer herself up to Daddy. Oh, I know, I know. You think you offer yourself up to Daddy so much, but Daddies get busy sometimes. Daddies get very... Very busy. And sometimes they put everything second, even themselves, even their precious baby girls. So, the way you offer yourself up, 
is you wait. You wait. You wait just like I push this thumb in smaller circles around that clit. Yes, 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 yes. You can't come. You can't come even as I push my middle finger in. No, you can't. No, you can't. Even as I use my free hand to grab your neck and squeeze and make sure you can see daddy's disappointment as he fucks you. Just the middle finger now. No clit. In and out. In and out. In and out. Squeezing that neck just a little. You can still breathe. You can still breathe. You better not fight me because you can still breathe. You better not fight me because you can still breathe. There. There. You need a second finger? You need a second finger? You need a second finger? You need it up inside you? Is that what you need? You need a second finger up inside you there. There, right up inside. Come on. My middle two fingers are fucking you now. You can't come. My middle two fingers are fucking you now. You can't come. My middle two fingers are fucking you now. You can't come. I'll go back to that clit. I'll go back to that clit. You want me to make it bad? You want me to make it bad? I can take you from behind. I could pull your hair. I could flick your fucking nose. I could slap and spank every part of you that wasn't your ass and leave it all bruised. I could do anything to you. Anything I wanted. I'm your fucking daddy. Aren't I? Aren't I? Aren't I? Yes, I am. You can't fucking come. Yes, I am. You can't fucking come. Yes, I fucking am. You can't fucking come. Yes, 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 yes. There we go. There we go. There we go. Yes, right there. Yes, right there, right there, right there. You can't fucking come. You can't fucking come. I know how good it feels. I know how good it feels. I know how good it feels, but you can't fucking do it. You can't fucking do it. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me you fucking came. Tell me you fucking came. Tell me you fucking came before the shower. Tell me you came before the shower. Tell me you fucking came before the fucking shower. Tell me you fucking came before the fucking shower. Yes, 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 yes. Harder now, harder now, harder now. You need a third finger. You need a third finger. Yes, you can take it. Yes, you can take it. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. There we go. There we go. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can do it for daddy. 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 There, 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 there. Yes, 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 yes. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Are you going to come? Are you going to come? Are you going to come? You can't help it, can you? You can't help it, can you? You can't help it come for daddy. Can you? Can you? Can you? Can you? Can you? No. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. There, 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 there. Oh, you're such a dirty girl. You're such a dirty girl. You don't want to. You don't want to? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Right there. There, 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 there. Come for me. Come for me. Come for me. I said, come for me. I said, come for me. God damn it. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, see? Do you see what daddy will do to drag it out of you? Do you? Do you see? Because daddy won't stop. Uh-uh. He knows exactly what you need, even before you do. He knows, because your pussy tells him. He knows, because your body tells him, your nipples, your eyes, and the way that your entire body heats up. And I can feel it when I touch your face, when I touch your stomach. I can feel it. I can feel it in you. Yes, Daddy can. 
so why won't you just confess that your panties were full of cum? You've already told me that you came in the shower. Why not tell me there? Why not tell me when and how? That's what you have been trying to tell me? Oh, baby girl. What didn't you quite relate? You swear you didn't come inside those panties? Well, then why did they smell so much like cum? Baby girl. Baby girl. Little girl. Do you really expect Daddy to believe that? Do you? Do you really expect Daddy to believe that? You're saying that you just wore those panties for a nap and you got so turned on you woke up and you were soaking and that's why you came in the shower? You're saying the panties you put on for a nap got that wet? What were you dreaming about? You were dreaming about Daddy being mean to you. Really? In what way? Yelling at your pussy? Calling you a silly little slut? Is that what you were dreaming about? Oh, Daddy loves your little girl pussy, too. And Daddy loves you, little girl. Mm-hmm. He just has to be so stern to make sure you know your place. Speaking of which, my cock's been hard for almost 25 minutes now. Is that a giggle? <laughs> Is that a smile? Uh-huh. Well, both of those are two things that I don't need your mouth to be doing right now. So get to work. And hopefully you enjoyed that piece. So, I'm going to level with you guys. When I wrote that one out originally, it ends without the orgasm. But you guys come to the podcast for the orgasm. I'll be perfectly honest with you. In real life, in practice, as a dom, as a daddy, as a whatever you want to call it, I, I've been more than fine with orgasm denial. But this is an orgasm house. This is an orgasm factory, if you would. It's like going to a horror movie and not doing any of the tropes. No, 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 no. There have to be some tropes, or else it wouldn't be a horror movie. Same thing here. So, if you're looking for denial in my pieces, I'm working on it. I'm trying to get more comfortable with it. I'm trying to do it in my way. It's not that I don't think that other audio artists don't do a good job of it, but... You know me and how persnickety I am. I, I always just want to do things my own way. And speaking of doing things my own way, I have some questions. Questions from you. The first question comes from Crystal. 
<laughs> hijack and ladies. Um, I only have one, but again, it's another kind of two-parter. Okay. Um, what do you want to have accomplished by the end of the year? And that could be anything from a health goal or an audio goal, commission goal. Um, what's something that you are really excited that you know that you can or will have finished by the end of the year? Well, that's a great question. Thank you so much, Crystal. Uh, so I'm just going to real quick latch on to some, some wording there about like a commission goal or a sales goal. Uh, in my 20s, especially in the corporate world, that's how I lived my life. And I'll give you one concrete example. Uh, in one particular phone sales job, I had this kind of there were, there were different, there were essentially different kind of tiers of sales you could do at the end. Uh, minimal is what your job was, and then upgraded from there. Up sales, if you will, uh, happens all the time when you call in. You hate it, I hate it. It was my job. So, uh, one of these was a very lucrative kind. It essentially paid me ten to fifteen dollars per uh, customer I could get attached to it, and once. I took in a glass vase, a giant glass vase, very ornate, and a bunch of marbles. And I would put a marble into this glass vase uh, for every one of these I got. And of course, every marble encouraged me to go for another marble. And I smashed it. I absolutely smashed my sales goals uh, that that particular month. Although I was a pretty good sales associate in general, that particular month I was absolutely floored and I got a huge paycheck 90 days later. Uh, I knew immediately as I filled up that vase and emptied it for the first time at the end of the month because this kind of uh, thing resets every month uh, that I could never do it again because I was focused on the marble. I was focused on putting it in the jar. I was focused on getting something and not the actual day-to-day -day experience. Well, I know that sounds kind of nuts to a lot of you out there. Why would you want to be focused on your day job when you hate it, when it's phone sales? But the answer is, I think I'd always rather be in my experience and honest to myself than focused on something if it's less painful. And I just kind of wanted to put that wording out there because it's not wording that you hear very often. So there you go. When it comes to goals or things that I assign myself, because I do, I assign myself a lot of goals. It's never that kind of goal. It's never lose 10 kilograms. It's never sell 100 commissions. It's never gain X dollars. Because when I do, it's tunnel vision on it. And I do achieve the goal more efficiently than if I hadn't. But I don't like who I am uh, not in a bad way, not in a villainous way, but simply, I don't like tunnel vision me. Tunnel vision me doesn't smell the roses, and smell the roses is what you're supposed to be doing with your life. This right now, what I'm doing, it's very enjoyable, and if it benefits me, it's fantastic, and I do hope that it does, but if I were to find out that this, this segment were to be the most beneficial thing, I wouldn't dedicate myself more to it, you see. Uh, now, as to actual goals, uh, because it was a great natural break, because there was four months left in the year when me and Allie got back from vacation, we actually sat down with a game plan for 2019. So for the project, you've likely been noticing on Patreon and other places some more updating, some uh, especially on uh, the podcast and what have you. Uh, 
uh, it's because we're really moving forward with the database slash library. We're getting everything up and out. That's how Daddy Girl, Daddy's Girl was possible. Uh, you know, a combination of new work and best of because the database has come that far along. Uh, I know we've been promising it forever, but really, Daddy's Girl is a great example uh, of dates of tags and what have you. On uh, They're not quite there on Patreon, uh, but on Podbean, uh, etc., uh, that's happening for the podcast, etc. It's happening. I said etc. way too many times because I'm starting to get a little bit excited. You can hear it in my voice. I'm talking. The other thing is, uh, I do think my physical body, knock on wood, uh, is going to be in a place that I'm much more comfortable with it. Look forward on Twitter. Look forward to, to in the near future, seeing more pictures of me. More and more of those roll out. As I've healed up, as I tried this last big round of medicine back in June, I've just felt great. I've just felt great. And not only did I spend the summer catching up on TV and going on misadventures, but it's it's done so much for my psyche, too. Uh, I'm still too aggressive sometimes. I still th- take things too personal sometimes, or like a challenge when they're not meant as. But all in all, uh, I'm just so much happier with my temperament. So as someone who's been really working on that for Longer than you've known me as the Grey Knight, that means a lot. And if I can be so bold, it's also a bit gratifying to know that I'm a more patient, uh, less angry person when I'm not sick, and that I've been, as doctors have told me, sick my whole life, to some degree or another. Uh, sick or in uh, discomfort, uh, physiologically. So it's, it's been nice and that's helped me focus. Okay. And speaking of focus, back on this fucking answer. So those are a couple of things that I'm planning on getting done before the end of the year. Uh, the big thing that I'm excited about that I have total control over, this isn't like something that I can farm out. Uh, and this isn't something like your body that has question marks attached to it, uh, especially when you've been sick, but something I can control. And that is getting Patreon really officialized, uh, uh, not down to like, here's the day and here's what you're going to get. But a real like week one, this is what's going to drop. Week two, here's what's going to drop. Week three, week four. Uh, bonus content sprinkled in, in addition to that, but just a real formalization and a real finalization of what that looks like, uh, all with a bigger value than uh, we, we've put forward previously. And it's just exciting. I'm not promising that to promise it, I'm promising that because I'm ready and because I know that it's been long awaited, uh, getting Patreon so that you know if you're spending, you know, $5 what you're actually going to get when you're going to get it, that expectation uh, that you're going to get it month after month. We're going to start that up. Uh, that's going to be done before the end of this year for sure. I'm looking at getting it done in October, but there is a question as to uh, big projects and there is to recording time because I got to get ahead of things enough to plan things out, you see. Uh, so cross your fingers, but definitely before the end of this year, I'm absolutely positive. Finally going to do my patrons right. Finally going to get my Patreon going and, uh, and humming right along. So Crystal, thank you so much. This is where she's going to thank us. Okay. That's all for me. See y'all around. Okay, she's not going to thank us, but we're going to thank her. Thank you so much, Crystal. And up next um, is Emily Rose. Howdy. Sorry if this has already been asked before, but Never have worry. you ever looked back at old work and just admired how far you've come since then? <clears throat> oh, Emily Rose, who did not name yourself. Thank you so much, Allie. Uh, 
What a sweet question, getting a little bit of a blush out of me. The answer is yes. Uh, the grateful answer is yes, absolutely. The real egomaniacal actual answer is, I can't believe it was ever so bad. And I know that this is an okay thing to admit. Normally, I'd be a little bit afraid and be like, wow, that's such an egomaniacal thing to say. Um, but I know it's an okay thing to say because I remember hearing Ira Glass say the exact same thing. Ira Glass just admired and beloved for his voice, for his narrative structure. Um, I remember listening to Ira Glass. This is years and years ago, probably for Radiolab or something. Uh, Ira Glass, listening to Ira Glass do an intro for This America Life from like 15, 20 years prior, from way, way earlier. And he keeps stopping it going, I have no idea what I'm saying. I have no idea what I'm doing. And stopping it going, listen to my tone. It's so fake. You can just, you can hear how fake it is. It's just not natural. It's not, it's, 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 and, and he does this several times listening to an introduction, just the introduction to the episode. So I know that, uh, that this is an okay thing to admit and even dig down on. God damn you, past Jack. You could have been this good this whole time. Uh, the other thing that, uh, that I think about <laughs> blushing at your, uh, at your wonderful, wonderful, uh, question, Emily Rose. Thank you so much for it. Uh, is that I know I can do so much better, is that I know going forward I can actually increase it from here. The speech, the sound effects, the quality of the work, uh, my voice, the voice acting, all of it. Uh, I have not hit my ceiling. I have further to go from here. I know it. I'm excited to get to it. And okay, we have one final question from Mal. Hi, Jack. Mal again. I noticed that your website has an address for fan mail. How often do you get fan mail and then... What has been your favorite gift so far? Or if you don't want to get too specific, what type of gift is your favorite? Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Uh, so fan mail, you do have to tell me if you're going to send it because I don't get it all that often. And I also have PTSD, so I have an issue picking it up sometimes. Apologies. They're only open some hours of the day and some days and weeks and months of the year are harder for my PTSD than others. So I do have to know. Uh, and thank you so much for it. As for my favorite gifts, well, I've gotten a lot of Christmas gifts, and if I hadn't gotten the Christmas gifts, I would have been very, very lonely those Christmases. This Christmas coming up next, I'm not expecting you guys to send anything. I will, of course, have a mailbox and keep it open, and uh, if you guys send me stuff, continue the tradition of, of opening presents and, and that sort of thing, but I just don't plan on counting on it. I don't really know what I'm going to be doing because I'm not going to be spending time with family. I'm not trying to be... <laughs> dramatic or anything, but I don't have family, the kind of family you can spend holidays with. And I don't really want to be the friend that goes to anybody else's Christmas uh, situation. And I don't want to do a romantic thing or hookup. So I am going to be spending this next Christmas alone. And it is not a play for pity. But I'm truly not expecting your gifts this uh, particular season just because that's how I'm built. And I was thinking ahead about it because Thanksgiving I've got rather planned out, but what do you do for Christmas? If not a single gift comes, if not a single Merry Christmas DM is DM'd, if you don't have any family who legitimately care if you're alive or dead, if you're having a good time or not, and you were raised in the Christmas tradition, what does that look like? 
I am going to have to put that idea on hold as I get other things going. I've been thinking about looking at the ocean. I've been thinking about going to South America. I've been thinking about drinking a lot of bourbon and trying to time travel between the 24th of December and the 2nd of January. And I don't quite know what I'm going to do. Anyway, not to end it on a dark note, but that's exactly where it is, I suppose. Goodness, rambly indeed. It was a big rambly and wonderful episode, though, don't you think? I do, too. Won't you come out to a tip show? They're available to you absolutely free. You can find out more about the next scheduled one at www.graynighterotica.com. Click on that live stream button, and you will see the next tip show coming up for you. More information there about other works and collected pieces. Thank you one last time to everybody who bought and reviewed Daddy's Girl. It means the absolute world to me. I put more effort into that piece than just about anything else I've ever done. I hope it shows. And it really does show how far the project is coming. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to all of you. I appreciate you all very much. I'll see you here next week. We're more than halfway through and we're moving into the cold season now. I wonder if the narrative will follow. See you then.